inside that cloud. Also, how could you eat an entire box of Pop-Tarts and still be this hungry? This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! Sorry, Izzy, little accident. What was that? It was delicious, I want another. Well, you could have just said so. I just did. No, I mean, ask nicely. I meant no disrespect. All right, well, no more smashing. Deal? I have my wood. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Grass and Gear podcast. I'm Effin Grasshopper and as ever I'm joined from my talented co-host, Daniel Gear of Bolivia fame. Say hi Dan. Hi Tony, how are you? Good, thank you mate. Um, looking forward to this one. It's Me too. still school holidays but um, my, my little girl goes to summer camp and the other two are off in France so I'm bachelor for the evenings so why not Grass and Gear <laughs> podcast? What better time to do it? <laughs> and how are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, mates. I've, I've obviously still got to um, look after my children, so I'm uh, a bit tired. <laughs> but, uh, um, commiserations. And um, it's the youngest's fifth birthday Saturday, so we've got a busy weekend away, like doing things. So um going to be busy in the next few days. Yeah. This is my, my release. So this is you letting your hair down just for one night before it gets serious? One night only. Excellent. Full, full Monty. <laughs> well we are on webcam actually so hopefully you don't go for one day right so this podcast is titled FM22 Wishes so mm-hmm. the last couple of years we've done podcasts where I've kind of drafted really silly ideas and brought people onto the podcast to to defend their inclusion um, and we thought we could have gone you know and done that again as a hat trick but I'd like to keep people guessing uh, um of what we're doing on the podcast i thought we'd actually do a serious podcast so we're actually going to be talking about an fm22 wish list um dan's brought two ideas i've brought two ideas um we're going to alternate and discuss um obviously feel free dan to to challenge some of my ideas and i'll try to do the same but we might end up agreeing in this podcast but um <laughs> that's our plan you said, you said serious and it's obviously serious for us yeah true it might not be serious <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, I suppose with FM22 around the corner, um, it's, it's a good time to kind of predict what could come in or what we'd want to come in and probably yeah. inevitably get disappointed next month when <laughs> there's not many headline features. But let, fingers crossed, let's hope. Um, but before all that, we should do the drink opening. Um, so there's been a bit of discussion with my drinking habits last night. I drank quite a lot of um, coffee, liqueur, rum, I'd say, uh, and Coke last night. Um, but I did actually quickly go to the newsagents and I've got the red Peroni. This is the most popular Peroni that is in Italy, apparently. But we normally have the other Peroni. Don't know if you know that, Dan. I was no, quite I surprised when I found it out. Ah, um, so this, very good. this red Peroni, it's worth getting if you see it, anybody. Uh, it's kind of got a bit of a malty, dark, it's a darker taste. Um, darker taste. And it goes down quite nice. It's, it's uh, 4.7%. Um, there's not much else to say about it, really. It's <laughs> 18 plus. You need to be 18. So do take ID with you. Well, um, like you said, there's been some discussion about your drink today. So um, on the off chance, I went and knocked on the neighbour's door to see if they had any rum, and they did. So I have got a, a oh, pint of rum and coke. What, and they poured it for you already? How long that been sitting <laughs> yeah. there? Oh, well, 20 minutes while I was waiting for you. <laughs> it's still cold there. The grass is cold. So Amazing. So did, so did they pour it, the rum, rum and coke, or did they just pour the rum and you've, you've topped the it The rum. I have my own coke. I just play my own coke. Okay. All right. But they, um, I didn't have any rum, and I, I, I nearly like a drink, so I went and asked them, and they luckily had some, sort of, oh. they said, yeah, I got some rum, and they put quite a bit in, to be fair. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. Can, the West Country is so lovely. You can knock on people's doors, and I'll give you rum. Like Yeah, just, I just ask nicely, innit? See what you get. Yeah, I don't think I'd get that from my neighbours. Um, <laughs> might ask him for a red Peroni, maybe. <laughs> okay, so I, I can't really spark up. I can just no. Like... Well, okay, we'll leave the solitary spark to me then. So I'll try to make it good mm. then. So whenever you're ready. Cheers. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so as I said, obviously four four FM twenty two features. Hopefully, we haven't lost the listeners. Just yet. Dan, <laughs> you're introducing the first FM22 feature that you'd want in, in the game. Mm-hmm. 
go. Well, this is a follow-on from um, a Slack conversation that I started, was um, about interactions with players. And um, I know as I try and make interactions a big part of the game, um, we all complain they're repetitive in that, but I don't think we're going to really change that. But I do feel like they could do a bit of an overhaul. Um, they talk about immersion in the game going forward in that, but I do think a lot of them are restricted. And uh, the whole conversation kicked off because a lot of my players kept getting like pissed off when I would sign them and say, "Oh, I, I'll, I'll do this," and then like. I signed them on deadline day and the next day they were like oh you didn't sign that midfielder that I wanted so I was like well maybe they could evolve the interactions a bit so they um like one I wrote down was like when you have a contract dis- discussion with them they say oh, I want a contract the answers are either okay no end of the season or show me more well I said why why not couldn't we have one that okay we're open talks with your agent by the end of the season if we can't come to an agreement with your agent between now and then, we'll look for a transfer in the summer. Or, uh, I'm happy to offer you a new deal, but as you're over 30, we might be looking at a shorter term contract, but a little bit more money. Or a longer term contract, but less money. No, and it just seems to have a lot more depth. And that was the um, feedback I got. Um, and then another one that was posted was, um, your performances at the moment aren't warranting a new deal. Player X is showing potential to be your long-term replacement. If you want a new deal, I expect you to play an influential role this season, and then we'll discuss it in the summer. So you're, they don't necessarily change it massively, but it's a lot more in-depth, and your the targets you're setting are better than, oh, um, show me more. You know, and you're actually setting challenges, and maybe there could be drop-downs in the interactions of what the challenges could be. You know, um, and I do feel like the the players are so touchy. You know, because I'm watching Curtis um, say, and he said um, that Thomas Partey had fallen out with him because he wanted a new contract for like two hundred fifty thousand a week, and he's twenty nine. So something stupid like five years. He's playing he Arsenal. Like Surely you probably you role play as Arsenal and give it to him, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah, you could do, <laughs> but any sensible club. <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of the promises, I completely agree. Obviously, I had a young player that wanted a new deal, and I think I, said, I kicked the can down the road and said, we'll talk about it in the, at the end of the season. Mm. Obviously, I hadn't gone into that screen to remind myself that I needed to promise that youngster that contract. And to yeah. be fair, he wasn't even in the first team, really. Yeah. He was in and out, but not like a, a star. Um, and because I, I missed the deadline by a few days... Uh, he actually had to sulk for 18 months before I could give him another contract. He wouldn't talk yeah. to me. And I think if that was a bigger player and he, he had less than 18 months of contract, that would really wound me up. The fact that I couldn't yeah. go to him and have that, well, like what you mentioned at the start there, was like that proactive conversation to say, um, you know, or, almost like an apology, like, sorry, I didn't t- to contract, but here's one now. Mm. Why, why yeah. would he actually sulk for that long without me yet being able to talk to him? But even if um, the game itself add a bit in like don't forget you promise I know Ash got a little bit you've got like a promises screen but you've got to check it yeah I, I don't I don't recall seeing a news item unless no uh, maybe there is one but I just yeah mm. but I do feel like there could be a lot more in depth of it it's like um, even when you um, so the, let's say one of your players says I want to join a bigger club and it's like the option comes up like um, you you can go um, I'll sell you now or something like that but there's not really any like depth with it you know there's like oh if what is um at the summer but you, you look at like the hurricane situation at the moment why couldn't it be like oh i'll give you a new contract now which increases your value and we'll look at it next summer if we don't qualify for this competition yeah. and um well, i actually have a release I'd, calls because yeah he's, he's oh, still yeah, signed yeah. A, he's that, still that, that, that would deal. be a sen- sensible thing <laughs> but i do think um with the game itself they get they'll probably get to a point now where the features they're going to get is like they're not going to be able to massively bring in new features, but they can definitely improve things they've got. And this, everybody complained, and it will even if they did this, it will still come repetitive because there's a na- nature of the game and how long people play it for. But they can add a lot more depth, and it could just be a lot of the answers in the moment for um, every question is like yes, no, maybe, or in the future. Whereas it would be better, I think a feature or an improvement on the current feature would be a lot more depth in it. 
you know, like drop downs, like if we hit these targets, or uh, we will discuss your deal with you. But if we can't agree on this deal, then we'll agree to sell you. You know, there seems to be a lot, um, only like four routes to go down where you can offer a lot more branches off from every conversation. Yeah, I think branches and options of conversations is a real problem, even if you just play like over 200 hours of FFM, it starts to get really yeah. laborious. I think press conferences, you can kind of just predict and do them in your sleep after a while. Yeah. Um, and also the, like, the stuff like the team meeting, it, you never really yeah. feel in control of the team meeting. I feel like yeah. sometimes it's best to avoid them than actually go into them, <laughs> especially for a key game. Uh, yeah. That sounds really like um, defeatist of I, me. I, but... I avoid team meetings. Can I have a time you piss them off? Yeah, you, so you're half like, your team, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's like not it's not worth it. So that there's no repercussions if you don't have it. Or that, that I'm aware of, so I just skip the team meeting because half the time the team get pissed off like, Oh, I think you're being a bit harsh or that sort, you know. So I mean even like I said, like with the contract negotiations, if you agree to improve the midfielders, mm. an extension of that should be in the next two transfer windows. Not yeah. Two days time, yeah. You know, it should there should be like I agree to by the, the end of twenty twenty two twenty three season or something like that. You know, I don't know what's behind the game there. Where obviously they a defender will come into your team and say they want the attackers to improve. Well, hang on a minute, you're a defender, and also that attacking that they don't know what I've got in reserve. Like you could actually that year be planning to to up to like lift someone yeah. out of the uh, reserve squad into the first team. But that um, could be an option when they put ask for a promise from midfielders. You could click on it. No, because I've got player X in the youth team that I'm looking to bring in the first team. Yeah. And then like sometimes they get pissed off you don't accept their promises. But you could give feedback on why you, you don't want that and then that would have a knock on effect. Yeah. So um, it's it's something that I think could do with improving. I think another thing as well, it's a really minor thing. Well, I don't think it's minor, but like when a when a player comes into the contract negotiations mm. for signing and they say they want to play midfield, I get that. But it's when they want to play like I want to play ball winning ball winning midfield on defence. Yeah. Did, did it, as was a player in real life really going to say that they want to play a specific role? I guess like yeah. I want to play a playmaker or I want to be a runner. I want a defensive role, I want an attacking role, I want to, you know, I think the, the I fact that it's tied to the role is so tight. I don't think even that, I, I could be wrong, but they would say, oh, I, I want to play midfield. You just you just know you're a midfielder and you're most likely, you could understand it maybe. In the like hole, a, number 10. Yeah, but you could understand it with like a utility player, say like James Milner, who can play in a lot of different positions. Hmm. He, might, he might get fed up with being put at left back to cover injuries all the time. When he moved, he might say to the next club, you know, oh, I'm fed up with being put everywhere. I'll join you if you promise me a role in midfield where I want to play. Something like that, you can understand. But not, oh, if you play me as a Masala in the middle of the park, you know. It might be a case of the actual position rather than the role. Yeah. Yeah, or if like if if, if that player knows you play a, a central free midfield, he wants to be the attacking version of the central free or the defensive version. It's yeah. a bit too bit too tight in terms of the player role, yeah. really. Yeah, especially with like, it do, I don't think the game takes into consideration like injuries and stuff. Sometimes you might have injuries, or uh, you know, a player might be out of form, and you think, well, actually, I'll play better if I put him there, and he just still gets in the piss. I just think. Yeah. The players seem to be really pissy all the time. That's the biggest thing I've noticed this year. Yeah, well, I was. I think it might have been slightly tweaked that obviously upsetting that player for eighteen months. I just think in mm. real life, surely a yeah. year and a half, you'd you'd start talking to the manager again about a contract. I don't know. Like obviously, I, I, I've, been, I've been ran. I've been, I, I'm notoriously moany. Obviously, people say I'm moany, but I have sulked with my boss, but I've not been eighteen months. I've been I've been I, sulky for I about a week or two. I've got I told once I was too sulk. sulky, and I was like, yeah, I was sulky, but that wasn't eighteen months later. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but yeah no I agree with you I agree with the player immersion but and like you players. said about um, you were a youth player he, put, he was hardly in the squad and he used to manage a new deal yeah. you should be able to say to him look mate you've only just broke into the team I it think he was literally like 5 to 10 appearances in the first team yeah. well I had it here and this year I had a player 
he made one appearance and he was like one of my players promotions to the first team he was covering a fucking injury he went fucking you know that's all it was and he's like I, he needs a new deal and then you go on there and it's like 20 grand a week up from his 1000 pound a week contract yeah it's like it's like chill son chill <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I agree with you, Dan. Um, is it time to move on to my FM32 idea? Of course. Ideas? So yeah. I would like better new-gen haircuts. No, sorry. Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> that's, that's the wrong pod. Um, so my, my first idea of what we should, SI should focus on is set pieces. Yep. Probably no surprises there. Set pieces hasn't mm. been looked at for many years. Mm. We often see people, well, I see some people say set pieces are a big thing now. I'd argue that that's, rubbish really because they've always been a big thing yeah. um they're actually determining factor really in terms of making a good team a great team or a, a bad team into a team just about good enough to survive that they're, they're marginal <laughs> that make such a difference um and they shouldn't really be dis- dismissed past or present really so i think they've always been relevant i just think mm. si perhaps haven't shown set pieces the love it deserves if i'm honest um so I think in terms of this set pieces idea, I had to f- think of it um, earlier today that I think there's two, there's two strands of development that we could do to FM22. So firstly, I think there's improvements to set pieces in terms of a coaching aspect. So yeah. obviously you mentioned the other week to me that United have, have hired um, a guy from Chelsea, Eric Ramsey, who's yep. a young guy that's come up the ropes. I think he's Shrewsby or somewhere, but he's... he's he's kind of like gone really high level really quickly and I think his focus is on set pieces in terms of the defensive side um, and I think his title is something like set piece specialist and development coach but he's I guess United is going to be working on the defensive side of set pieces seeing that United had was it 14 goals conceded from dead balls last season yep. for a, a, a strong squad like that that's actually quite shocking when you think about it 14 goals yep. could have been avoided with better set piece management, um, and I don't know how you feel about set pieces, Dan. In that time between his yeah, coming, but I don't know. How, I don't, it's not. It's too early to rate it from one game. So you had a great game at the weekend, but um, it'd be interesting. Ironically, actually, Leeds were top of the dead ball conceded last season, so it was probably the well, worst game to compare. But even in um, pre-season, we we noticed a difference already. Yeah, um, even on, on the attacking set pieces as well. Yeah. Um, in a f- friendly against Everton, I think we scored three out of the four from set pieces, mm. and um, there was criticism for United last year, and there's definitely something. I know um, Liverpool have got like a throwing coach or something. As yeah, well. and I think Arsenal got one from Michelin. I could be wrong there. There, was, there I think there was a set piece specialist that was recruited at some point. Um, I, um, I do think these ones are coming out more, and I, I do think that that could be a way to implement in the game with um, an improvement in the set pieces overall I think um, the current setup for set pieces in the game's probably been this game years now isn't it? Yeah it has, it, it's been a few years five or six years now uh, and there's not really much variety you could put in it No I've got but, I've got some ideas now I was just going to stay on the subject of coaching the fact that you can't tailor a coaching setup in terms mm. of set pieces can you? So see, I, I, no. I had a look at the modules to see the coaching modules are basically defending, possession, attacking, and they've mm-hmm. each got technical and tactical splits. So my question there is, where do set pieces fit in FM21 then? Is it defending and, and attacking? It, I think really you need a specialist coaching yeah. area of set pieces, and you build a unit that will work on them. Um, I mean, probably in the um, lower links and that they might not have it as much or but they just have, they would still have a training session but they might not necessarily have the the specialised coaches roles yeah it'd be, it'd, be the, it'd be the classic Sunday league wouldn't it you just like muck around yeah, and just throw like corners the, in the, the, what the first team coach was like well, come on let's go and do some so, but they, they were still trained set pieces I mean we trained set pieces when I used to play and that wasn't that was an alright standard but lower standard yeah. you know and we we, we used to spend 15 minutes of a training session doing some set pieces and that because all, all, the, all uh, we've got at the moment is training modules we've got yeah. free is it free training modules you've got and that just gives a yeah. percentage boost for the game ahead mm. really yeah. you want actually improving I suppose attributes really I, I don't know the, we, we can see attributes that are applicable whether or not they, they all work or have an effect is another question well maybe, um, maybe something like a set pieces coach would um, 
um, increase the uh, um, attributes of the players by working with them. You could meet maybe something like the mentoring or something like that, or some, um, where you could have a set piece section and you could put yeah. the set ball set piece players in his mentoring group, and uh, you could work with them as like a special specialized mentoring training program rather than. If it, if it's not going to be able to fit in the actual training program, yeah. it could come under because one of the, you mentioned Eric Ramsey at United, and they um, they've already said on MUTV one of the things they've noticed is before the game, he's going up to the individual set piece players and even the players in, who have um, roles in like defending and attacking, and just running through them and showing them paperwork and stuff like that, like where they're going to go. Yeah, most clubs probably do that. You know, well, and probably if, got if, if you can knock off fourteen goals of uh, goals yeah. conceded, that's a that's a well, huge sway. Even if you knock off seven, yeah, you know, it's a massive improvement. Yeah, and maybe it's something that that's why you need to look into. Yeah, so that was my first half of set piece in terms of improvements mm. to coaching. We were moving on to it just quickly when you were talking. Was that actually improvements to actually how the routines shown yeah. and and how they're visualised? Obviously. Um, our friend FM Renzi Andre is is been <laughs> championing it for many years <laughs> in many blog posts. Uh, some of the stuff that could be done and some of the stuff that is broken and hasn't yet to be fixed. Um, I read, I watched uh, recently an FM Stinger video and he made some good points of like he just basically shared his screen and said like he, what he wants to do. I think there's like a certain amount of frustration where he would like to have more freedom of where players are positioned as opposed to like we're just slotting them into predefined yeah. areas. Um, to build it fluidly, to have more control there. Um, the UI, I don't know how you feel, Dan, but the UI really frustrates me with set pieces. It just feels very dated. It doesn't feel like you're playing a 21st century video game. No. I know I know. FM, at the best of times, is, isn't. you can't really compare it to a modern game because it's very no. clicky. And but as I said, you've got like... You've got like four drop downs for direct, indirect, yeah, and then, like, and then and then it's left and right, and then it's attack, and, and then you change it. tactic. You got a load of me. Do you know what? Like, yeah. I get, yeah. I get why people don't bother with it because it's easy just to say, you know, let's go default because default. Yeah. At the end and of the day, fair, the default yeah. do get results and work, and you know, you can just forfeit those marginal gains and think, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll spend time doing other bits. Yeah. Well, and it's it, um, it's a bit tedious as well to go for it. I mean. I, I tend to go through it at the start of the first season, and then to be honest, I think I might go back every couple of seasons and when I remember it because yeah. it's such, it's like it feels like a a waste of half an hour sometimes going left and right and moving it around and all that. Yeah, but it it should maybe mean like we have um, preset tactics that we can yeah people can use. Maybe there needs to be some sort of preset. Set pieces. Yeah, so, so you could have a preset like, that's a four-four-two with two big, yeah. big centre backs. Yeah, or like in big man plays short, you know, near post, fire post, and the, within that, if it, they did bring in a set piece coach, the set piece coach could create their potential. He might have his specialism. Yeah, so like say you had two six foot five, six plus centre backs, preset like in for in for two. Like in for tall player in box, yeah, or Steve Bowl knock then, on to Tony Adams meathead, yeah. yeah. And then um, the set piece coach could himself create something if he, as like a, a scientist coach, or you could sign it yourself. Yeah, there could be like a way of doing it like that rather than just having a default of just lump it in the box. Yeah. So yeah, my notes general UI feels clunky. Mm. Um, I just said there's not. Has there been a user study on this like? What do <laughs> what do people like about it? Um, I don't know. I think it would be pretty damning if I did that. If I'm honest, I think yes, it, it works to an extent, and you can do routines, but it's got to be better. I know it's worth noting that I don't ever want to see set pieces worked on in training. I know Dr. Benji has said that in the no, past, no. and I've almost yeah. vomited because there's nothing worse than if you saw that visualized and you had to root, you had to watch them train the set yeah, pieces. I don't, I, I don't want that. Um, <laughs> I would you like. Maybe, I would like to have it in the background. Have, you can maybe have it on the UI where you could um, like, like the presets, and you when you click it, you you know how um, they move like move the player around, don't it? Like yeah, the yeah, sorry, yeah, like, like yeah. the player roles and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can maybe have it like that where you can see them moving in and that. Yeah, so you can sort of get a feeling of what they're going to do. I was going to say I'm surprised after the World Cup a few years ago the success England had from set pieces. That yeah. There hasn't been more of a drive from SI with it, but like you think of some of the things they came up with in that 
that competition. Yeah, some of the stuff England were doing, you could tell like they were all there was so much variety, but also yeah. it, you could tell it had been practice because we we were so efficient at it. Yeah, I mean, mm. I know these things can be done overnight, but it's been three, four years since that now, isn't it? But um, even then, thought, set like, pieces has been around longer than we've been born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um, I'm saying is the popularity of England yeah. getting to the semi-finals at, off the back of set pieces, really. Yeah, you'd always think they could do like a headline you feature. You think they would sort of buy that wave a bit? Then obviously, I know it's a bit late in the process of that year. But going forward from that, they would have been like, right, come on, people were. And then you think now this year it's becoming out a lot more that Eric Ramsey got a minority big news. Liverpool got like a set piece slash throw-ins coach. Yeah, Arsenal are conceding to throw-ins. It's becoming more of a popular, well-known role that they would be jumping on the bandwagon a bit. Yeah. And um, obviously these things need to be implemented in the game and I appreciate that. But it could definitely, I think that's a good idea, Tony. A compliment, Dan. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> it's the, the rum talking. <laughs> yes, must be quite strong. Okay, so that's obviously we've got two features down then. So, Dan, over back to you now. Um, your second feature that you'd want. My second feature is again slightly about interactions, but um, obviously with our youth players, we have imaginary youth teams below the under 18s, in which the youth intake comes through. Um, I do think they could bring in a feature where we could interact with our head of academy, um, head of youth development, whatever you want to call the role. And um, I know at the moment you hire one and a director of football and all that, which, which plays the same tactic as you do. But maybe there needs to be interaction of like, right, well, we've got player X, he's 28, 27, you know, in a few years' time, We'll be looking to progress. We need to make sure we got players coming through in this role, and um, they start. We if we haven't got any, say, say left back, they haven't got any left backs. That they start to find potential players either through poaching or retraining, and then maybe there's a few new signs on that. We've sort of like they they started a recruitment meeting, which you know we're we won't call that a success. We we'll call it a start. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, um, it's, it's a style. I wouldn't say this. It needs a long, a lot of improvement. I think personally, that would be my feedback on it. But it was definitely a step in the right direction. You know, the, it's yeah. probably something they can. But maybe we need something in that. You know, an option, youth, and long-term planning and stuff. Where you say, right, you know, this player's twenty-nine, thirty. You know, we're going Have we got anyone in the youth? If not, are we, can we be poaching? Because um, sure, surely these clubs would have like alternate timelines in their head of like players well, that, that they're 29. You know, mm. come 32, 33, they're not going to be proficient. You want you want that succession. And a lot of people like get players coming through in positions that they don't even play in their tactic. And I I appreciate there is a retraining aspect of the game for us from 16 onwards or whatever you say come through, which could still be there. It's still an important part, but they're could it, I feel like there could be more interaction, um, long term, like you say, succession planning and that. You know, maybe where you could highlight certain positions where we need coaching, and we get that early report, and it's always like a golden generation, or a lot, uh, a lot of DMs. Well, didn't play with a DM this year, you know, and uh, even my yeah. Um, at that point, staff, you might want to intervene and say, look, we don't play with DMs. Can we? Yeah, can we see where we, which ones can them. go? Yeah start retraining them to fit the tactic and stuff like that and um, I do think that would help and um, you think think about all the clubs Let's, even if you I don't know a bit of a mess at the moment but like Barcelona Ajax and that they play a certain style They their youth team plays that style M- Man City te- they're all theirs are starting to play like Pep style and surely alright if, if, you're, if you're doing like a journey man save you're never really going to implement your style on it but for the people that play a longer term save the style should run through the club. So those players coming into you under 18 should already be playing that tactic. Should have, like, even if they're not green, you know, they're, they're red, like, red in that area, but they've got some sort of ability to play there, would definitely be a good start. Yeah. It's um it's interesting, actually. You do get new gens come through that are very versatile. Some are very, very versatile, but you get a lot that are just very much... To just play right back and nothing else. 
um, would you see more versatility you would, you'd want as well because of that discussion yeah but I mean like we could still retrain certain players couldn't we there's no reason why we couldn't yeah and um, we like we when someone comes through and he's a striker he plays a striker but actually we think he'd be better as a midfielder a winger we could still change that mm. but but there seems to be a lot I'm not saying every year you need an 11 to come through that fit your 11 but there needs to be a bit more like um, so say, say you play a 4-4-2 and a flat midfield, maybe you don't need like wing backs playing that can only play in the wing back role. They play, they they can play right back, like full back. They they are wing backs, but they you, you I I have one come through this year, left wing back. But you can the game was telling me you can play left back or left I hate midfield. That. It's, it's like, well, yeah. Like if he's if he's sixteen now, surely he's been in my youth team for so many years. Yeah. I've been in the club five years. That you you would have made it, so he would be able to, to at least be awkward at left back. Obviously, I've, I know. Yeah, I've seen new gens that can like can do attacking midfield left, and they can do wing back left, but they can't play midfield left. Like, yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. Obviously, we both know they can play there. We yeah, could easily yeah, make train, them there, very quickly, yeah. It seems stupid that the game wouldn't have them playing in that position before they get to the under eighteens. Yeah. That they wouldn't then like, you know, if he had a attacking left midfielder and we play a flat midfield four, that he would never have played left midfield. Especially as most people would have their reserves in youth teams set as players in tactic. That that like, you know, even if there was an option that play all youth development teams in the same tactic. Then naturally they would get yeah. some sort of retraining through. Like even that, if that feature would just add in, make youth development team play in the same tactic as first team. Yeah, like we would never see it. We can do it for your under eighteen. So just it's just extending yeah. a little bit further, isn't it? We'd never yeah. see it. Yeah, you're right. But at least the players might come in a bit more tailored yeah. to it. Yeah, and even if that just one tick box were added, mm. then it would be an, an improvement. And you would think under the hood that they would start to come through. And obviously, we're, we're still retrain players, you know. I think um, I think for Death and Pressure put one in the other day, and um, he he was like, "Where we played him, and he was a fullback, and he looked better either a defensive midfield or centre back." Yeah. And but he was a fullback, and he played full, he played a formation with a fullback. So this, we could still have that opportunity to retrain them at sixteen if we think. But there should be a bit that they should fit into our tactic. I think after the day we've had, I'm surprised we've we've agreed with one another for three <laughs> three out of the three ideas so far. I do agree. Um, I've had a good day. Don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, shall we move on to my last idea then? Yep. I'd want so. Um, one's around data. Again, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be no surprises. Is, is I've got a few vocal um, bloggers as peers that are quite passionate about data so I feel like I've got to champion it for them as well but um, it's worth clarifying from the onset that I don't I don't really want to handle data outside of FM for playing FM Mm. I do enough data in my day job that you know I I want to do things in the game if I'm honest Um, I've only really had to do stuff like that in terms of my uh, FM19 saver Lorient where I wanted to do financial analysis for quite a long time and I never felt I could do that in uh, FM itself so there's always a need sometimes to do stuff outside of the game for the game and for blogging which is which is a bit weird but in terms of the actual data side in FM it can be vastly improved pretty much quite easily really Um, so I'm doing this for people like FM Stag who's very vocal about data (laughs) and FM Um, FM Taiti who we had on the pod uh, at the Mm -hmm. start of FM21 who's got a, a series around data uh, and he's still going through it. Um, he was worth the appearance fee, really, for the pod. Yeah, now that he's still doing it. Um, people like FM Old Timer as well. Yeah. So I don't really want to be critical and say it's lazy game development because I'm not a game developer and I think it would be quite bad if I come out and said I think it's lazy game development. Um, but in terms of what's like tracked in the game and what you can get on screen is just not great. There's no consistency between between screens. I know FM Stag's done um, forum posts around it as well but the fact that you can get some metrics in some screens and in not others and and particularly the squad view i I don't maybe yes i don't realize that the squad view screen is used so heavily like we can do custom (laughs) like we can do custom views and we're nerdy bloggers we 
we have those custom views which like combine stuff like in condition and uh, match stats alongside value alongside expiry we yeah. kind of tailor it to how we want it and we're all different so i know it's an uphill task like it's a challenge for si but the fact that you can't pull out certain metrics that are in other screens on that squad view is a limitation of the game because you know it yeah. exists it's just frustrating like i use software at my work and we've had to go back before like with fixes and bug reports and customer yeah. care packages because like you're thinking you can do it on that screen you can do it on that screen and it, it comes down to the fact that a game developer well, a developer in this instance in my work just hasn't doesn't understand how the user is using the software and i think yeah. maybe that's there's like a gap in knowledge there of like do si actually know in the squad view what are people are doing with it obviously stag's doing loads of stuff he's exporting into it he's doing play radars he's having the right yeah. he's having a right bubble doing all that um <laughs> but at least put all the metrics in that screen so people can do it i think is what yeah. i'm trying to say there um i think i saw him put um something on slack there um even in the player search he couldn't search by a certain amount of um, stats so like say you wanted to do like key passes per 90 minutes or something yeah. I'm not sure if that, that's in there but that, I'm just using that example but he couldn't search by that but he could see it on the squad view yeah so or for instance per 90 yeah I agree per 90 should be attached to as, as many metrics as possible in the yeah. game because yeah. per 90 you, you would get that in any like football yeah. statisticians would use per 90 as a yeah. as a metric to, to compare players mm. to do analysis yeah. on so that has got to Which be like, I saw something today, um, Brighton, a link to a player from Benfica, um, Darwin Nunez or something. But um, I saw something today that he's just, his um, goals per 90 minutes was only second to Harry King last year. Mm. And that was a news article. Yeah. On the football manager game, we can't search by goals per 90. I I, I, I don't think we can. I've not personally looked, but I don't think we can search by goals per 90 minutes over the season yeah you know and which which, it it was on the uh, title of like a um, sports transfer website second best goals per 90 in Europe or or whatever to Harry Kane joint looking looks like he's joining Brighton so like the game the real world game and um, even the media are jumping on like the XG and statistical side of thing and SIR as well you know they are they are doing it and it I think the problem is it is in the game but we can't see it where we need to see it yeah and that is the biggest issue so another like people yeah I totally agree Dan I think another issue in terms of statistics is more of kind of a fix between those leagues you've loaded and those mm. leagues that aren't yeah. loaded so what is known as the ME versus the QME yeah so um, at the moment in FM21 to do kind of a moneyball save effectively you really want to load those leagues and only yeah. recruit from those leagues because in terms of comparisons the, the way statistics are scored yeah. and calculated are completely different which makes it very hard mm. to compare player like for like or yeah. on, a, on a player radar or whatever or yeah. a comparison in the game so I think that those engines need to be aligned as close as they can get or brought together. Yeah. I, I don't know enough, especially about game yeah. development, like can they be brought together or is it just a case of aligning them so they can score similar? Yeah. Obviously, I think process and time, if you tried to make it in the same, would probably overload lots of computers. And but e- even if even if it was just like um, sort of replicated across the league, so like the um, results, you, say you're playing in the Premier League and you haven't got the um, Liga alone did the results that you get in the Premier League you should get similar in the Liga and just given to the random fitting players that yeah. fit in similar positions it needs to be aligned so, yeah yeah so that if so say you wanted a centre back who did so many interceptions or tackles or whatever that there was one in that league yeah you know so that you could find them so that's that I think <laughs> developing stats so you mentioned XG has been brought into the game, which is a good step mm. forward. I don't, I don't think FMers could, could really protest about that because that made sense. Really, I know yeah. some people don't use it. If if it doesn't interest you, don't use it. Don't don't yeah. base decisions on it. It's up to you. But it's there anyway. Yeah. It exists. Yeah. Um, again, our friend FM Taiti, he wrote a really nice post lately about passes per defensive action. 
PPDA is the acronym. Um, <laughs> and that, that's really, I didn't actually know much about this, but I, th- I think I've seen it mentioned before. But what it actually is, is measuring how good your press is. So your press against some teams will be different based on probably mm. the quality of opposition. So if you're, if you're a very high-pressing team and you play um, a weaker side, you're going to have a, have a score that's good for that. Uh, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to vary when you come up against a bigger opposition. Um, yeah. In his posts, what I, what I found surprising was all the elements of t- to calculate that are in the game. It's just basically you need that formula in the background to pick all those out and to give you yeah. a PPDA. And that would be good. And obviously all the FM um, stat fans would absolutely love it that it's in the <laughs> game. They don't actually have to put it all in Excel and do all the analysis. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's an emerging emerging wave of stats in FM. Mm. Obviously, XG is just the first. I think there's loads more. Yeah, metrics. I do think there's, there's like expected threat come. and stuff like that. You could you could add loads of stuff on the game, mm. and people will love it. And I think it's going to happen at some point. Why not FM be the leader in that kind of process? And they might already be. This is not a criticism, but you know, XG is only a starting point. I feel so. That's somewhere that. I, I do think the game is going that way. I mean, I watch um, NFL, and literally, you know, when you're watching it live, they, they're pulling um, stats up left, right, and center, like the speed of the player running and how he compares like, to other ones in, literally like, on live TV. I, um, I've been playing uh, Madden um, Beta this week, or Trial, whatever it is. I saw your and touchdown, even... by the way. Really, really impressive. <laughs> but um, <laughs> But on that, like... <laughs> When I know, obviously, it, but it's a, it's a bit like FIFA. Like when when um, a player was running, it would say how many yards that he caught after the pass, and it was literally putting it up like that. And I do think stats are becoming a big thing of all sports in real life. And people, football manager, and want to see that going forward together. I yeah. do think the the biggest thing they from what I've seen written is they do need to bring those two match engines aligned. Yeah. Before working on everything else, because there's no point in adding all these new stats if they only work in two or three leagues that you loaded or eight leagues. You need because it's basically saying, well, you need to get a supercomputer to load up all the leagues you want in a game to get them to run across all of them. Yeah. Um, and like you say, SG is just a style. I do think going forward, they'll have more. Uh, like we see people posting about um, XA for expected assists and stuff like that, and I do think over the time they will add these things and um i do think they need like like we said with set pieces earlier they do sort of need to jump on the bandwagon with it right yeah and um obviously we both don't know how easy it is to implement these things in the game but a lot we're of just grasping gear we're just telling them we're just grasping gear yeah there's and one other thing like, they can do with data that we've not mentioned and it, it it boils my piss a little bit really the fact that it's, <laughs> it's been broken all year if i'm honest um is the fact that data can drive the the point of data is that it drives analysis. Mm. Um, so the fact that we've got to August 2021 and the fact that we can't really use the analysis part of FM. I know certain parts you can use, but the rendering mm. of how data is presented yeah. is absolutely horrendous. If I'm honest, um, are we still getting funny charts and stuff then? I am. Um, yeah. So. I obviously, I don't know if you know, Dan, I, I co-edit a, a quarterly magazine called Latte Quarterly. You you have mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, um, make sure you read it, listeners. Yeah, yeah so... Just keep Tony happy. <laughs> so the, the eight, eighth issue is out next Friday, so uh, 27th, I think it is, of August. Um, I, I kind of write a review of, of my feelings of FM21. Uh, and it does only, it's not like in depth or anything. It, you know, what would you expect from me? But it, it touches <laughs> upon data analysis. And uh, I've just got a snippet on here. Um, I'll kind of paraphrase it quickly. But basically, the presentation of data analysis module has been atrocious. Um, the rendered pass <laughs> maps going off screen and some metrics graphically represented in an acceptable way. Ironically, these med- modules were working in previous editions. Something broke over 19, 20 year, um, and it was never recovered in time for launch. And I feel personally the impact of broken analysis, um, it, it might seem like a moot point for a lot of players, but I think where it's hurt is basically the quality of written blogs in FM21. 
Uh, so no longer can we graphically represent things in a way we would previously do. Our trust in FM statistics is an all-time low, and I believe the written word has suffered. So what I'm saying really is that without sounding harsh, I think the visual side of FM in terms of Twitch streaming and YouTube doesn't really go into that level of depth, whereas blogging would do. And we've not been able to really show how games are panning out, how player roles are performing really well. Obviously, you can extract all that data and go to the lengths like others do to, to try to, to to do it, but it needs I'm, to be in-game. And I'm surprised it's still not working as intended. And well, I, my hope is that, that it's FM22 fixes that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm you off my soapbox you, now. You were saying about like um, visual ones. I've um, been watching Curti's um, Arsenal rebuild or whatever you want to call I it. Le- people love a rebuild, don't they? Everyone's doing rebuilds. And... and um, he was when he's in there. He does click on the analysis tab, okay. and he's looking. I'm doing Curti to service then, but he's like a blogger. <laughs> but he, he does click on it, so I do think it probably does affect some of them as well. I mean, like probably not all of them, but probably not all bloggers as well. But it does yeah. definitely affect. But he does click on it, especially like half time and stuff, and the interesting stuff. So I, I think even for them as well, they they would appreciate it all working. Yeah. Uh, and um, I do think you're right. And I think... Um, I'm right again. You know, That's I, two, two and two, Dad. You're right. Yeah. I know. It's that rum. It's and really to be, good. To be fair, when we said about doing this um, pod, um, we said we did two each, and I jumped on the fifth one, that the current fe- a lot, there's a lot of current features. We've mentioned set pieces. We've mentioned interactions. We've mentioned data. Current features, and we even brought up um, recruitment meeting, that... Even for like FM22, there's features in the game that need refining, revamping, improving, like fixing. And if they come out and said they fix a lot of them, a lot of people will be happy, you know. For even for a headline feature, you know, this year for FM22, we've decided to fix all the things that aren't working. So you think, <laughs> sorry, no, let, but let me, let me, be, I'm glad I was sitting down. And so you think the headline feature this year should be fix the things that we implemented last few years but then um, like, people would be happy with that I think I would be happy with that to be fair <laughs> I'm people just would be playing happy devil's advocate <laughs> if they said look you know we haven't added any new features but we've got <laughs> these features these features these features that we've added before and we didn't think they were good enough or we the feedback we had is that they weren't good enough so we have worked on them if they, I mean, did, like, if they did that do you think people should thank us as being influencers because we changed oh, the direction d- of FM22 definitely thank me Definitely thank me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, I think, um, like, when it came out last year about recruitment meetings, I know myself, you, Oliver Jensen, James at FMBrusher.com were all really excited about it because it's something we'd asked for for years. You got really excited, and I remember. when the game came out, we, we all sort of, like, looked at each other like, you know, it's not yeah. really what we wanted. It's a start. I think I described the recruitment meeting in that review that I'm, I mentioned when I wrote. It was like, you're driving a car, but you don't quite feel in control of the car. Yeah. And like even like we mentioned tonight, just like add, adding to it, improving it, like adding the things about future youth players and stuff. It's like, that. Like they, they come to you, they tell you what they think, but we can remove them and we can add other and stuff, but it could be a lot more in depth. Yeah. You know, and it just... If, then they're not going to do it. They're going to need headline features because they want to sell the game, and, you know. And like, and and they will. There probably would be a certain outcry if they were like, "Well, no, there's no features this year, but we've improved a, a thousand plus of our current features," you know. But from the shall we say loyal fan base of the people in the community, blogger, visual FMers, streamers, blah, that play it like daily, would be over the moon. I yeah. mean, I know they sold two million copies. I, I imagine we're not a massive part of that. But, you know, they would be very happy if all the features in the game... I mean, I remember what, um, probably FM17 or something, they added um, data analysis, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they? But it didn't do anything. But just and imagine their faces, like, we fixed stats. Imagine Taiti waking up knowing that. Imagine Stag <laughs> Christmas going, going to work knowing that. The, 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 on his commute, the <laughs> beam in his face would just be... Like, I'm just imagining all these happy smiles. Like, it'd be, it'd when, be amazing. It'd be good. When Miles goes out and announces in the features in a couple of weeks' time on, on YouTube, and Taiti's there like, wow, stats are going to work this year. Yeah. 
you know, and I, and I think, to be fair, it's like I said, it will happen. They will have headline features, but they will try and fix some things. Uh, FM Samo they... still wouldn't smile, but I just thought I'd mention that as my yeah. token Samo reference. <laughs> but yeah, um, a lot, it would pacify a lot of people who play the game to think that these things have been improved because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's been put in there. Like a couple of years ago, they added a medical center. Do you really use it? I do a little bit. A little bit, but do you use it for what the reasons they want originally thought of putting it in there, or do you use it just to check up on a few things? I use it when I want to do my rest, and I use <laughs> it when I've got lots of injuries, and I can't remember who is injured, and I go in quickly, <laughs> and also it has a diagram of the area of where they're injured, so oh, it's the like injury, a, yes. a, a, an upper groin injury, I can, I can look at it and stare at it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't but, use it as much as it probably but, is intended. No. But do you? It could still be improved, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. It could. Yeah. It could definitely still be improved. I mean, how you know, like, like different ways. There's lots of different ways it could be improved. You, you when you can have a section on um, reoccurring injuries, you know, and then there, you could be discussing. There could be like we talk about interaction. There could be a discussion of do we keep getting re- reoccurring injuries for the same players? You know, like. Yeah, we get there's injury prone teams in the. Can we do that? Was Premier it p- periodization where you put like Craig Bellamy on a certain thing, or Lady yeah. King's only allowed to swim now for the next four years? Yeah. Sort of things like that, you know, or like um, it could be like oh, we think the tra- the training pitch needs relay, and we could it's causing too much injuries and stuff like, just little stuff like that. Yeah, and um, you know, just it just seems like there's a lot of things added into the game which sound great and. There's, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of stuff that's been added in the game that is great, you know? It's not like a total slap, but there's a lot of things that's been added, left, and never really been taken that next step, which is one of the things I'm worried about with recruitment meeting, because I really do like the idea of it. You're passionate about that, and I, I do oh, think I they do. They, they probably need to get you in the office and just sit there. Also, you need to make sure there's an adequate amount of food available and drink and cider, but <laughs> they could probably get a lot out of you in terms of passion for re- recruitment meetings, if I'm honest. Well, and a lot more other features, to be fair. Yeah. I, I, I'll do it for free. There you go. <laughs> the gear pledge. Um, so, yeah, we ran it. I suppose that's the, that's the fifth, basically, FM20 feature is basically refine current features. Yeah. I, I actually do consider that a feature, if I'm honest. Like, I do agree with you. I think some people might kick up a fuss, but ultimately, do they want a better game or not? It's but the, the thing question. is, every game gets to it. You know, like, you know, like we mentioned FIFA earlier, like... That stagnates because there's only so many things you can add to it, yeah. and you know, like, like things like um, you're playing graphic Fortnite at the moment, and um, you know, I games like that you can bring out different stories, but the main underline of the game is doesn't really change, does it? But they they improve the graphics and stuff like that. The features are the graphics. I mean, I know people ask for it, but I didn't really want the fucking game to look like FIFA. I'm happy with how it looks, like in in the gameplay, of the match and the match engine and all that. And it, like it, to the way it looks at the moment, it's perfect. You know, you still got people playing 2D, haven't you? Which is yeah, quite worrying. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't need. It's, that's not what the game is. We're not expecting like 4K super graphics. That's to watch the match. No, the game, the way the match engine looks at the moment, fine. It's perfect. You know, we didn't really. The features we've waited 20 years we can wait another five <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean that's not really an area that I think they need to focus on no. they, there's bigger there's bigger issues in the game than that you know like we, we they're always get the suggestions every year about fucking oh I need to sell my own hot dogs or I spend my money and that's no, that we no, nobody wants that added really you know but it, what we do want added is things that improve the current game and unfortunately what improves the current game is fixing the current game that that is like the best way to sum it up. Dan, if you was a politician, I probably would consider voting for you. I don't know what your policies are like, but you come out with some good <laughs> sometimes, and you quite surprises me how how intellectual and concise you you, you sound when you talk about FM. So that whatever. might be no, that's a rum talking. <laughs> <laughs> we should do serious pods more often. Um, <laughs> I suppose we move on to any other business. So. If you don't mind, I um, suppose we should talk about your save update quickly. Obviously, you've you've now wrapped up FM twenty one, yeah, with a with a a two season update in one bug blog yep. post. Um, yeah, I just um released that yesterday, didn't I? Yeah, so it would be two days ago when this comes up. Yeah, and um, 
It was just, um, yeah, I was going to do two, but because of um, how the save ended, I wanted to roll it up into one. Because I've and um, the feedback I added, it flowed quite nicely. And um, was the feedback I always just, good? I don't know. Apart from yourself. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I've, I, I obviously I've been critical, but um, it's been it's been nice that you've kept the blogging update and you, you've like you've completely finished basically a, a, mm. a save, which is good. I know some people don't; they just stop the blogging. So mm. um, obviously you didn't. You probably didn't hit the heights in terms of sanity and that you probably wanted to do. If I'm honest, you no, might have um, wanted to win a league title. But PSG are just monstrous in, in the game, so yeah. you know you can't begrudge really. I know I give you stick, but <laughs> it's my duty. I think um, I think if I kept Roger, I could have probably got close in the next season. You need to Roger more, but um, it just it's yeah. just one of those things. And to be fair, like this year, I I probably not played as many seasons. I'm gonna I'm really gonna try on FM22 to try and get to ten seasons. At least. Yeah, I'm only doing five seasons, but yeah, that's Colombian some, seasons. But yeah, I, I just think maybe to get the growth that I want from, especially my save reveal, which comes out on the 26th of September. Happy birthday, Ted! Um, the team <laughs> I picked will. Um, I might need ten seasons to get to where I want to get. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna have to find a way to either play more or speed up a slightly little bit. I don't know how I'm gonna do that. I might have to drop down from comprehensive to ascended. Yeah. Were you on comp the whole time? Yeah, that's, apart from the um, final season. Even I've dropped down to extended now. Um, mm. Well, for the big games, I go back to comp, but extended. Mm. Um, but then I play so many games. I play like 70 to 80 games a season. So my yeah. season is kind of quite big compared to others. Yeah. Um, I suppose I should talk about my save quickly. Um, mm. I've still got around 10 games to go in my save. <laughs> And that would be the finishing up on five seasons in Colombia. I've loved it, to be fair. I think yeah. the fact that I blog it is maybe love it a little bit more than it should have done. Again, mm-hmm. my views on FM21 will be out in, in the LQ <laughs> next week. But um, I kind of explain really like why do I like it or what don't I like about FM. Yeah, I think it's been it's been a good addition. I would say it's felt a bit like a filler year. But then, you know, there's, been, there's been a lot going on. The feedback that I've had from a lot of people was they think it's the best game so in ever of football manager, which every year tends to be anyway. But for for, for a lot of people this year, we're just missing something, and mm. that nobody can really put their finger on it. There's a lot uh, of people, yeah. and maybe it was just lockdown, pandemic. A lot of people smashed it early on when they started opening up things. They just didn't play it as much. They smashed it like rabbits going at one another, didn't they? And then I think. Yeah. And I think um, maybe there was a case of they ever did it last year um, because of lot like again with lockdowns and stuff. A lot of people were play- from like last from March, April twenty to when twenty one came out. People were smashing it. Maybe there was just a case of it got too much burnout, blah blah blah. But um, there seemed to be like a, I would be interested to know the stats from the um, SI around March this year when things started opening up a little bit again how much the game would stop being played. Yeah, I think I said mildly on Slack that I've, I mildly enjoy now speaking to people face-to-face a little bit more than I did pre-pandemic. So maybe people are going outside a bit more, getting some Vit D, saying hello to the neighbours, getting some rum. Oh, um, sounds horrendous. And doing that instead of them. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I'm spending more time inside now. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I have enjoyed. I've enjoyed this podcast, Dan, immensely. And me too. Um, this has been a really nice one. Um, I don't know when we're going to get FM22 news. I'd hope it's probably in September, it's norm- I'd say. normally September time, isn't it? To be fair, like, no, I don't think Miles has even... Has he confirmed it's even going to be in FM22? Like, we, we've done a pod well, we don't even know that could exist. He said, he said that um, women's football's coming to a future FM, so we know there is one coming sometime in the future. Yeah, but we just don't know the numerical value, so... No, so it could be FM25. Yeah. Could be a three year wait. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to keep playing FM21 till then. Yeah. Okay, then. Well, I suppose it's the awkward goodbye. Yeah. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, Tony, for turning up on time. <laughs> I was a little bit late today, but I had my reasons. Um, all right, okay. All right, we'll see you later, then. See you again, boys. Bye.